With the time you buy, by simply staying at home, we are increasing our stocks of equipment. We are accelerating our search for treatments. We're pioneering work on a vaccine. And we are buying millions of testing kits that will enable us to turn the tide on this invisible killer. I want to thank everyone who is working flat out to beat the virus. Everyone from the supermarket staff to the transport workers to the carers to the nurses and doctors on the front line. But in this fight, we can be in no doubt that each and every one of us is directly enlisted. Each and every one of us is now obliged to join together, to halt the spread of this disease, to protect our NHS and to save many, many thousands of lives. And I know that as they have in the past, so many times, the people of this country will rise to that challenge and we will come through it stronger than ever. We will beat the coronavirus and we will beat it together. And therefore, I urge you at this moment of national emergency to stay at home, protect our NHS and save lives. Thank you. By the looks of things, I think it's um, it's hitting a lot of people very hard. What's the latest? I'll bring you in a minute, Fletcher. Just quickly, with Tony, what's the latest? Do, do you know at this point? And then I'll let you and you and Fletcher discuss it. You're the cricket experts, but do, what's the latest you know at this point with regarding the cricket season? Well, the first first two months are, are, are definitely um, done and dusted. Yeah, I mean that, that's the ECB have come out and said that. Um, other than that, we've just heard it's it's basically going to be sort of, you know, seeing how this situation and uh, and everything kind of develops really, and if if you know we we get a hold of of this virus and, and kind of stop the spread or slow the spread of it, then there might be some chance of cricket. But uh, I, I if I had to if I had to be a betting man, I, I really can't see much cricket being played this summer, um, you know, professionally or or, or, or amateur cricket. It's it's quite scary, really. I mean, the, I, I'm almost certain there won't be any red ball cricket because I just think there won't be. You know, we've already been told that they're prioritising the white ball competitions, and I think you know, rightly so, in terms of you know the keeping uh, the competitions that make the most money. Um, you know, if if, if we are going to sort of, sort of the professional game is going to survive this. Um, and come out the other side, then I think you have to sort of make some sacrifices for a year, and um, I think that's what they've decided to do, which which I don't disagree with. It's a shame, you know. I, I mean, I'm predominantly a Red Bull player. Um, I might have played a few more 50 over games this year with with our squad, a few guys going to the hundred, but you know, it's looking it's looking likely that I'm, I'll be I'll be quite fresh this year. So uh, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's that's that's basically all we've heard. Other than that, we've not. We've not had much more information. 
Um, you know, the ECB, the PCA are doing great things and trying to work as best they can. But it's yeah, it's it's. I think literally, it's just seeing how how the situation develops. Really, how has it been for you, Fletch? Obviously, you'd be gearing up now for the busiest time of the year and probably your favourite time of the year. Has it hit you yet? Yeah. Um, Yes, yes. I mean, obviously, the the main thing is the health of everybody throughout the world because it's affecting everybody throughout the world now. That, but if we're mm. going to concentrate on just cricket, Tony's right. They, they are going to uh, to go with the white ball cricket first. Um, the the main thing for the the eighteen counties will be that there are still eighteen counties whenever it restarts. For me, Derbyshire seemed to be in a relatively healthy position. We've heard Ryan Duckett. Uh, in the past week or so talking about the £400,000 surplus and that kind of thing and, and he was on the radio today again saying you know they were in a relatively healthy position but they still need some cricket they still need the ability to, to rent out the facilities at the, at the county ground to get that income uh, to keep the club going which is which is going to be very difficult certainly in the short to medium term and who knows I'm no expert clearly uh, into the long term as well and that, that's the thing that, that that's the that's the most <laughs> it's the most unnerving thing for me is that, that you look out and everywhere's quiet and there's no indication and nobody can give you an indication of how long this is going to last Mm. And that, that really, really is, it's like being on a, it's like watching a, a Netflix box set, isn't it? Not knowing what's going to happen in the next episode. You have no idea what's going to happen. And, and that, I find that very unsettling indeed. Exactly what I, I, I agree, Fletch. It's, it's, this is, you know, I'm seeing, I, you know, I dropped my wife off to, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, follow the government guidelines at the moment. I mean, I'm, I'm only leaving the, the house to to do some shopping once in a while or drop my wife off and that you know there's no contact with anyone else when I do that but she she works at the NHS so she's she's having to go in every day um and you know normally when we're driving in there's cars on the road and, and, and at the moment you know there's very very few cars on the road it's it's hardly any traffic and and, and I, I completely uh, I, I'm it actually I feel better seeing that because at least people are kind of or more people are, tr- are trying to follow the guidelines, but it's quite scary how many people aren't taking this seriously and, and kind of just, you know, I'm, I'm seeing pictures of, at the weekend of a lot of people gathering and close to each other and, and, and really not taking it seriously. And, and if you think that, this, you know, the state of things in Italy at the moment, you know, they're, that's us in a few weeks, basically. You know, they're a few weeks more advanced than us. And if we don't sort of look at this now seriously you know, people take responsibility for their actions, then this is going to be, you it, it, it it don't know how long it could stretch on for. Um, and, and, and I agree, mate, it is scary times. The thing is that everybody, everybody's in the same boat now. All sports are in the same boat now. Everything bar the A-League in Australia, bizarrely, which I don't think many people watched in any case. But no. <laughs> that, that's about the only thing that's still going. Even the NRL's packed in now, and they were desperately, desperately trying to cling on to try and get some revenue from TV money. This summer was going to be the big cash cow as far as cricket was concerned, the start of the 100, which is why they will prioritise white ball cricket because they'll be desperate to get that on. But uh, I heard Jonathan Agnew talking about it at the weekend and he was saying the whole point of the 100 is to get people in to watch cricket. Mm. So they can't play that behind closed doors and if they're not, 
going to push for that to be played. I can't see anything being played. If you go back to September, this is, I, was, I was thinking about this earlier, if you go back to September 2019 with everything that happened with English cricket last year, and you come into this year as world champions, you've had that brilliant Stokes in the Ashes, all these young cricket fans, the introduction of the 100, and the sad thing for me as a cricket fan is that's all just come to a grinding halt. So th- there has to be, what, whatever happens, even if it is playing championship games or there has to be something for them young, even if it's a month of cricket in September, there has to be something this season. I can't, I mean, obviously if it's safe to do so, I just, I think it'd just be incredibly sad if, if, if we went from that to, to absolutely nothing. Well, I think potentially there could be um, some games, you know, or competitions played behind closed doors and just with, with, with TV. Um, so people could actually watch some live sport, but again, it's 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 if it's safe, if if it's not going to compromise anything, then I think that you know that could be a possibility. But like we say, this is literally we're we're living every day as it goes because it, you don't know how this. I mean, amazingly, this is what's happened the last few weeks. I mean, we were a couple of weeks ago, we were flying off to Zim getting ready for a county season, I, I didn't have any of these thoughts. in my, we, we were told that, you know, wash your hands, be extra vigilant and things like that. And, you know, but it's nothing really to, to worry about, you know, just kind of didn't didn't ever think that anything like this was going to happen. You know, a little, a, a little under two weeks later, you know, we'd be flying back from a tour um, with such concerns that we might not get back in the country. You know, that that was... Um, one of the biggest things while we were away, a lot of the guys weren't so much worried that, oh, I'm going to catch coronavirus while I'm away. It was more the fact that, you know, we might not get back into the country. That was the scary thing. We were hearing borders were being shut and, and I mean, my wife's Polish and she was telling me on the phone when I was out in Zim that, you know, Poland was, on, was in pretty much lockdown and how, you know, there was fines being imposed if people didn't, didn't adhere to them and, how quick how quickly it's escalated it is is unbelievable. You're driving down the road to the shop yeah. today and you're thinking somebody's gonna walk out of the next side street with their arms out in front of them and a pickaxe <laughs> in one of them and, and uh, this this is this is no fun at all. I wanna go for a pint of milk and a anyway. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's a regular occurrence. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Gordon Guthrie there, my pictures. I'll just tell everyone now, a, don't be kind to toilet. Got a nice black and white flag on the ceiling. I've got a nice lamp, a lampshade. Utrecht score when I went there and got battered over there one weekend. It was horrible. Pearson there with our Jack. Danny Dyer. Paul Warris, for any older people. What I bumped into him when I was camping. And then there <laughs> you've got... I did honestly bumped into camping. I was on about one of my best players. 
Walrus, and he pulled up on a campsite. Lee Sharp, I liked him because I did say to him, I can't stand my United, but I did say to him, you banged Abby Titmus, and he did. Ruddick, look how big Ruddick is there, Blake. Did you bump into him as well? In London, mate. That was in London. Look, size of his fist, the same size as my fat head. He's massive. That's big, yeah. That's bigger, mate. Paul Simpson sent me that when our Jamie would have been. Jamie's 30 now, so he'd have been six. So 34 years ago. No, he's 31. I forgot how old my kid was. <laughs> he's not 31, is he? Born in 89. Yeah, yeah, and I said 31 first. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Jamie. Um, <laughs> yeah, so there to Chris, best wishes, Paul Simpson. And since then, I've painted his house. Um, who's that there with our Jack? Gary, uh, no, um, Dean Moxie. Dean Moxie, he's here. Believe it or not, mate, Stan Collingwood down there as well. How's he, how's he got I was just walking, I tell you what, if you look at that picture there, with them women in them dead, dead tight suits. I was chasing after them to a picture with them. There was some tidy birds there. At least they're tidy on the radio or not, or podcast. And he was there. And you've got Seth Johnson, Chris Martin, Jake Buxton, mental head Richard Keogh. Who was that nutcase there? Remember him? You must remember Plimazov, him. Plimazov, Kazmina, Jack. He's the man, yes. Is that who he is? There. Yes. You've got Ian Taylor. Uh, <laughs> he was just in Morrison man, getting some bread collared him give us a picture mate he was fucking huge fucking he's got a free kick and that was about all he did that's all he did Danny Dyer down there there's me at this is at, what's it called um, King George Park where yeah. painted the toilets there because I'm very exotic when I go to painting painted the shit houses there and the bloke comes and says don't go in the dugout stick in the pitch and there's a lovely picture of me in the dugout <laughs> there's also there's a nice picture there of Derby County Fire Forest Nil. There's me and Jack before Wembley, Craig Shaw, Roger Davis, um, Bristol City keeper. You play for Derby. I was bladder. I fell down some stairs. <laughs> um, who's your man there? Uh, Charles Christie. Charles Christie. Who? Tommy Johnson, Ted McMinn, Andy Garner, Nigel Callaghan. Chipping all your toilet. You stop piling. <laughs> I am actually, yeah. There's me on the pitch, just uh, uh, Forrester away. Anyone who knows me, famous picture. Carbon, I scored. I go on the pitch, cost me 450 quid in the fine when the police misidentify me someone else. Last game at the baseball ground, Arsenal at home. Me and Jamie, my oldest son, at Bristol City away in an executive box. Uh, was you painting it? No, mate, we just had a, it was lots and lots and lots of free beer. Steve McLaren there, one of the most miserable men I've ever met. I asked for a free ticket. Did you? And give me the dirtiest look, mate. And then I had a picture of Roy McFarland immediately after. And I told him, and he said, well, that's how he is. Not saying Roy's saying he's a bad bloke, right? Johnny Russell, unbelievable bloke when I met him. Picture of me on Carl Pilkington. Mm. He was amazing. Uh, Robbie Savage. Mick Forsyth. Phil G, and my little fat mate Nige. Phil G again. Will Hughes, grabbed him in the casino and pulled him outside, made him sign a few things for me. You've got to paint the picture for the listener, lad. I think oh, you've yeah. done that very well. There's a nice wooden thing there that's all got Steve Bloomer's watching on it. My lad bought me that. It's lovely. But I really wanted When You're Tired and Weary. And that would mm. have been better for me. Mm. And on the sign there, that's I nicked that from the baseball ground before we left. Yeah. It says, Pro- can you read that? Prohibited articles not allowed into the ground. Glasses, bottles, drink cans, gas canisters, smoke canisters, fireworks, knives, tools. You wouldn't have been able to go in there. I'd have been no paintbrush for the lad. <laughs> golf from, no I'd golf umbrellas. I'd have played golf, mate, so I'm all right with that. Video cameras. Yeah, I've, I've got, got one in the front room somewhere. 
cameras, large radio sets, flagpoles or darts. Uh, I'm not very good at darts, so I'll be like that. Asterix, any article likely to cause injury, which technically, any article likely to cause in- injury, which is any anything in the world, really, isn't it? It is, really. Because I'm a thing about having it up for weekends, you know, because I can put my football on in there, mm. but usually it's like a hot tub outside, no. So instead of going to like a house bar, you can come have a piss here, go to the front room, watch a live game on FIFA, FIFA 20 as well, not the 19, into the back guard, and I've got a small set of goals for penalty shootouts, I've got a hot tub out there as well. So I'm hoping to offers, offers to anyone. A premature end to the football season so far. What would you, if you was, if it was Chris Lev, head of the FA, what would your plan be? I'd continue it, mate. As soon as it gets better, if you have to do it behind closed doors, you do. If you don't, then it's entirely up to your personal opinion. Isn't it? If you want to go to the match, if you don't, don't go. But you can just carry on because there's no Euros this year. So I just carry on going. If you have to start in September, just start September because how many games? Not a lot left. And then just sort it from there. Because if you don't, you can't just finish your season. Because I reckon we was going to finish in the top six. So I'm seriously pissed off about it. I could see us sneaking it. Beating Forest in the final. But obviously it's not going to happen now. But I'd just carry it on how it was. I would. Sacrifice next season. Yeah, I would, mate. There's no Euros. So there's no big worry about it. I would, honestly, I'd just think just as soon as everyone gets it's all clear start it again because i can't keep watching fifa with no controllers in the middle of it. it's doing me friggin heading now and i can't keep getting my old dvds out ballistic 96 and all that. i can't do it anymore it's doing me heading so we need to get football back on track so boris keep shut mcdonald's all you want mate but concentrate the football mate <laughs>